Get ready for your weekly dose of inspiration and motivation from spiritual entrepreneurs that carry the love and experience to help you find happiness regardless of how your morning starts. Sit back with a coffee or tune in during your morning commute and manifest with us. You're listening to Inspirational Morning with your host, Victoria Scanlon. Hello and welcome back to another episode. It is March 23rd currently and today we're talking about anxiety, ways to cope with it and work through it and change your mindset. I hope you guys are doing well. It's been lovely the last few days and the last week since I last spoke with you Um, and today small updates for you. Uh, My fish died. That was really sad. (laughs) He's been sick for about five months actually ever since about a week after Sterling was born. Um, He started getting a lump in his tummy and I tried all the methods of healing different things that it could have been. I think it was actually cancer and by the time he died today and I pulled him out of the water, it was like so many things wrong that I identified once he was not in the water. And then we also got a Costco membership. Mm -mm -mm. If you guys have like a bulk store near you, I highly recommend it. Um, A lot of people in my family over the years, the last few years, have gotten memberships to Costco and Sam's, and we never really went, except maybe once or twice, but with the way we've been doing our meal planning for the week and every two weeks-ish, Costco is perfect. I definitely recommend it. We've had a great time getting things in bulk and just kind of having snacks and meats and all the things that we need in our house. I do eat vegetarian replacement meats but Costco has been 10 out of 10 and the lady let us take pics with Sterling so you know how you have like a maybe you don't know but if you have one of those memberships you have a card that allows you into the store allows you to make your purchases and then go and you have a little photo on the back well me and Tyler took the baby when we went to get our membership cards and the lady let us put our picture with sterling on each of our cards which was the cutest thing ever so you see our faces and then a little baby face not knowing what's going on um and then the last update for no there's actually two more updates for right now um i paid a ton of back taxes for sales taxes for pseudo farm as i said in a previous episode um square had stole a bunch of money from us we are still trying to get that back i do not recommend using square ink with the little square thing that you plug in your phone Um, and then the last one now is that we've been looking into NFTs, which really sucks. We didn't do it sooner. I'm sure you guys have all heard of NFTs. We've been in the crypto industry for six whole years now. We had 50 Bitcoin when they were only around $300. We thought we saw the initial spike. We've seen every single jump in cryptocurrency. And when we actually got into it, when Bitcoin wasn't even big like it was bitcoin but you couldn't get access to bitcoins online on an online market you had to literally find someone who was mining bitcoins and selling them under market value or for market value or above market value we were lucky enough to find someone under market value and we would take them the cash and they would send us the bitcoin or we would deposit money into their bank account and receive the bitcoin which was like the weirdest sketchiest way to do things ever and that was how you had to get bitcoin back in the day so we're like the old timers of getting cryptocurrency and now you can just sign on to a platform 
and make a purchase with your card, which is like so cool. So we have been finally recently looking into NFTs. When they first started talking about them, we really weren't about it because as a cryptocurrency person, there's utility in real life for cryptocurrency. There's a really legitimate purpose and it is a beautiful thing depending on the crypto and who's backing it, who created it, you know, the purpose of it. We really like Bitcoin and Ethereum. And NFTs were kind of a joke in the community at first, and they still are. But because the metaverse is something people are really talking about coming to fruition right now and in the near future, NFTs have utility in the metaverse. So they're becoming way more widely popular. There's millions of dollars being pooled into NFTs every single day. So we were like, you know what, we're going to learn about them. We're really good at this kind of investment thing. And we're going to see what we can do with something that even if we don't necessarily love it, we can utilize our intelligence to benefit from it. So we've been looking at them recently. I think I have eight NFTs right now. Um, but even after purchasing those eight NFTs, I learned a lot more and will now be making more educated decisions with my purchases. <laughs> um, and to get started on the podcast, we are currently under a waning gibbous moon ruled by Sagittarius, and it is affecting our liver, our hips, our thighs, and our prostate. So going into things that will benefit these areas of the body, crystals are citrine, garnet, you know, topaz, orange calcite, anything orange or yellow because the liver and the prostate are of the sacral chakra and the solar plexus chakra. So that's where the yellow and orange stones come from. Meditational focuses could be meditating on the solar plexus and the sacral chakra. There's a whole bunch of information on different ways to do that or just whatever feels right to you. Meditate on orange or yellow colors. Use the mantra words for those chakras like vam for the sacral and ram for solar plexus, etc. My favorite ways to meditate on a specific chakra is that light visualization grounding technique we had spoken about in previous episodes um, where you take that specific area of the body, right? And the color associated with it or also the word associated with it. And then I go as far as the organs associated with it, emotions and energies. And I focus on all the things that have to do with that chakra system. And then just by going through that allows you to connect to it and balance. And then you just breathe and whatever comes to you comes to you. But light meditation where you picture that color light illuminating in that area after going through everything that has to do with it is something that's just really beneficial to me at least. But like I said, there's a lot of information online. Foods that can be helpful to these parts of the body. For the liver, coffee can actually help keep it healthy, which is actually really awesome for someone like me who loves coffee and I know you guys do too. Coffee is amazing and my generation is definitely like 90% obsessed with it. Like almost everybody my age loves coffee and caffeine. It's hilarious. So that was pretty cool to hear. Grapefruit protects the liver with antioxidants. Blueberries and cranberries can also keep the liver healthy. They all contain antioxidants that are helpful. For the prostate, tomatoes contain lycopene, 
which is an antioxidant that with certain research is believed to help prevent prostate cancer. Same with broccoli and same with legumes and beans and stuff because the phytoestrogens in legumes and beans can help with hormone regulation and prostate health. And then for like the hips, thigh areas, yoga and deep stretching is 100% my recommendation. I recommend it constantly anytime we talk about improving our mind, body, and health. And with the hips, I mean, what else can you do other than stretch the hips? You know what I mean? It doesn't have to be yogic poses, you know, even though they're made specifically to stretch in the ways that you can never do with basic stretches. But hey, to each his own. If you just want to quickly stretch for 30 seconds to a minute and just do whatever feels good, you know what I mean? that's more than not and that is absolutely going to be beneficial anytime my knees are hurting or my shoulders or my back or my neck I stretch the area and even if it doesn't it's not a cure-all but it definitely makes me feel better under the Sagittarius moon optimism is in the air and even if you get in trouble um, or challenges arise hopefully you know this moon will give you the strength and clarity to know that these situations don't last. Things will get better, bros. Things will always get better. Life is about balance, good and bad, light and dark. No matter what, anytime anything is stressing you out, challenges or trouble come your way, it is meant to build you to be the person you're meant to be, and it's going to smooth over into better times, no matter what at all, always. And it was so funny to me when I read about that, um, because I had literally gotten into trouble at work this past weekend. And even though I was stressed and angry, I kept meditating on the fact that I know these things smooth over eventually. It will get better, and the best option is to view the situation from every angle. To understand my place in the problem, and just be honest and kind. As with any situation, I had a few moments where I was mad at my manager, and I kind of wasn't the nicest, but... I mean, without explaining what happened to you guys and everybody's part in being a jerk, I can say I do think my frustration was very valid, but after the stress of the situation had smoothed over, smoothed over for a day, I was able to come back with a clearer mind and understand all sides, apologize for my behavior, and know that things will get better. And if you had a situation that stressed you out this week, I want you to know that many people probably also did. And that no matter what, if you're true to yourself, honest and kind, and take the time to calm down, separate from the situation a bit mentally, think of all sides and come at it with a better perspective, those troubles will probably smooth out much quicker, at least in my experiences. So when I saw that astrologers were talking about the possibility of trouble or stress coming about and optimism being present through that, I immediately resonated with the truth in it. As with every episode and everything we talk about, I resonate with my own experiences, which is why I even do this. The waning gibbous moons are a time of inner reflection and on your goals for the month, as well as the emotions and situations currently present in your life. Haha, -ha, ironically, right? So I took some time to meditate on the responsibilities that I currently need to care for, the way I feel on how I'm expressing myself to others and what I plan to do to end the month in a way that I feel accomplished. And I highly recommend you do the same. Seriously, I've done this in ways that work for me. And I actually want to talk about them because I think it'll help you guys. One, I've been like, I've been meditating more often. And although I have a deep desire to do it more than I am, 
I see how it benefits my mindset. And I've implemented it in small moments through each day, like on my drive to work or the moments where the sun hits my face or I step outside for a minute and I feel the wind and see the trees. But there was a big time in my young adult life where I discovered meditation and I was spending a lot of time doing it every morning for like 20 minutes throughout most of my day consistently even if I wasn't like sitting with my eyes closed and meditating I was still putting myself in a meditative state throughout each day and it was very beneficial to me but with any type of trauma or stressful situations or getting busy in life it's tough to remember to do that constantly and it is beneficial if we do but it's okay that sometimes we don't so more recently I've just been kind of trying to get back into it and get back into my practice spiritually by meditating in little moments when I can when I remember and implement a little bit of routine in my life where certain things trigger me to remember to take a moment to meditate like waking up or getting in my car on the way to work Or, again, like I said, the sun hitting my face. That's always one for me. Um, I've also been formulating a plan of action that I feel can be consistent with me. And that I feel I can be consistent with when it comes to a healthy relationship with food. And that's because I have so many allergies. I have a healthy diet already and I don't usually overeat. And I have a large range of natural, nutritious foods in my daily meals. I eat a lot of nuts, oats, avocado, veggies, fruits, and vegetarian proteins, but with PCOS, I need to find ways to cut out cheese and gluten since it's literally what makes me gain weight and have all the hormonal problems and emotional problems I've been having. But I love eating cheese and I love eating glutinous foods. And I think most humans do, so... (laughs) It's been kind of tough for me, but I definitely know that I can. So I've been doing things to just, you know, even though I have a healthy relationship with food, create the habits I need and the mindset I need to create a healthy relationship in the way that my body needs. You know what I mean? I've also been reflecting more on my emotions and the tendency to communicate reactively in stressful situations sometimes. I do carry anxiety anxiety with me lately. And I think self-reflection in combination with a healthy diet, exercise, and meditation is the best self-care I've ever had help me with daily anxiety. But I've been reflecting on those emotions and the way I react when I'm stressed and coming to awareness with them, coming to terms with them, and trying to think on ways that I can work with myself to be more calm when things make me feel as though I want to act that way or feel stressed. You know what I mean? I've been becoming more organized with my responsibilities and the goals I've talked about. I've talked about methods a few times in the past and in times like this last few months where I'm constantly busy. I have to sit down often, organize and simplify my days and get everything done little by little in a timely manner. So I've been doing that more often than I have and it feels good. And those Those may not be the things you need to do right now for yourself, but there are ways to do what is important to you to feel good. My list may not be relevant to you, and that's okay, but me telling you what I've done can be an encouragement for you to sit down, to reflect, and to see what will help you bring balance and happiness to your life this week, which is the purpose of this podcast in the first place. 
there's a few books that I picked up at the local store, um, at a local store. It was Five and Below, and I actually quite like the Five and Below in Perrysburg. It's pretty large. They have really good finds, and I don't usually buy books at full price, but I did this time because they were still affordable, and I thought they were going to be awesome. I actually thought that they were all short reads to teach calmness and work through anxiety, but it turns out they're actually workbook journals, which I really like a lot. They bring awareness to your own anxiety, emotions, and thoughts. They work through ways to be aware of and work through the anxious emotions, how to identify it in the moment and understand it on a deeper level so as to heal through it better. Most of us, I feel like, just take anxiety as a norm you know, and live through it, not realizing how present it is in our actions, our social skills, even emotions and communication, to be honest. So as far as, so far these have been simple, but helpful to me. And I recommend looking into one, although I'm not sure every state or city has a five and below. So I don't think me telling you the deliberate, the exact ones that I've picked up is relevant, but just, I recommend looking into one. Um, online or in local stores or any kind of for any kind of anxiety journaling book it's perfect whatever you find and honestly whatever you find in the source you look for one is what one is meant for you you know and there are things I've done recently to boost my energy and lessen my anxiety so I wanted to cover these today because I genuinely think that these are things that we talk about but that put into a podcast about anxiety could be very but very beneficial for you guys as they have been for me. To go through and list them briefly, um, I keep plants. Um, I try to implement more gratuitous habits into my day-to-day -day life. I try to take five minutes to breathe when I wake up and before bed. I try to take time to stretch the knots out of my body and shoulders and knees and, you know, my arms and my back. I try to fuel my body with nutritious foods and I try to be more optimistic, which is something that I'm really focusing on recently because I definitely think it's something I need to improve upon is my ability to focus on more positive things and being more optimistic. I think anxiety and trauma, I don't say trauma as like, no, yeah, trauma in the last few years um, can put you and has put me into a little bit of a less positive mindset. And I think that's where a lot of the anxieties and bad habits that I have felt I've implemented in my life has come from. So with these things, I've noticed it's easier to be more optimistic and focused and organized and comfortable in life. And Starting with number one, keeping plants. Um, I mean, honestly, it helps you keep organized and focused. You, it brings energy and life to your home. It allows for self-awareness and connections to other energies because you're taking care of a live plant. They communicate, man. It's going to tell you if it wants water, nutrients, more or less light, or if it has a bug eating at it and it's really sad, it's going to tell you those things. And you as a person can become more self, more self-aware with your own energies and emotions and needs and also learn to do that by doing the same thing for a live plant. And at least that's worked for me. 
And I think it's beautiful. It's going to tell you when it wants repotted, when it needs cleaned. And just the simple act of watering, repotting, and cleaning plants is therapeutic and a great moment for meditation to me. It's I want to tell you guys a few of the easiest to care for plants because... Not everyone has a green thumb, and I definitely do and don't, and I I didn't at first, but I've learned to figure out what I need to do to learn to take care of each plant. Each plant is different, has different needs. You can kind of group different species together and do the same kind of things to them and listen to what they need, but at first I was just kind of doing a schedule for taking care of them that was like generalized for all my plants and then I realized that they all need different types of care. So plants that I think will be really easy for people whether or not you have a green thumb or whether you understand how to do it or not are snake plants, monsteras, pothoses, and aloe. And that's because if you just kind of With monsteras and pothoses, if you just water them once a week very thoroughly, make sure the soil dries completely, and then give them good light and wipe their leaves when they're dusty, simple things. They're going to be really happy, and they're going to grow quickly, and I love that. And they're vining plants, so you can vine them through your home and feel like there's a lot more foliage than there would be with just a potted plant. And another, the other two, snake plants and aloe, are very easy to take care of. You could neglect a, um, a snake plant for like three weeks and forget to water it. And as long as it had one thorough watering three weeks ago, it's fine. So if you just do a decent watering every two to two and a half weeks, those snake plants are going to be happy. I kind of have a little bit of trouble figuring out watering schedules with aloe, but you can look some basic ones up online and they're pretty easy to take care of and they don't need a ton of light. They just need decent light. Um, come up with a schedule for watering once a week or whatever your plants like, fertilizing once a month, cleaning the leaves once a month, and up-potting when the roots are too abundant or the plant shows it's unhappy by drooping. It's really easy to take care of them. You just have to know what each plant wants. And I genuinely find that it is therapeutic to take care of those plants. And I love having them in my home. Seeing happy, vibrant plants brings such good energy to the room. Um, ways to be gratuitous in day-to-day life is another thing that I wanted, that I spoke about in this list because that's something, as I said, that I need to work on. And little ways that you can implement gratitude into your day-to-day life is to write a sticky note and put it somewhere you're going to see all day, keep a journal and have an entry every single day where you fill the page with things you're grateful for, whether it be the same or different from the last day or week. Have a morning worksheet or meditation where you just have a single piece of paper on your counter every day and you fill that out with gratitude and you're done. You don't even have to keep a journal or, you know, implement gratitude into your daily meditation if you do practice that. Um, And just do little things that remind yourself to say thank you every time a good thing happens when you have an easy turn out of a a plaza on the road, you know, when you're driving your car and there's a busy road you're pulling left out onto or something and the universe gives you a clear go ahead to pull out and not worry about it. Thank the universe for that. Thank the universe for good green lights on the way to work so that you're not sitting at red lights the whole time. Thank the universe for an extra delicious coffee or, 
you know, having water in the house or being able to spend time with a loved one that day or something like that. Anything that works for you, just remind yourself to be grateful and say thank you to all those little things. It'll boost your energy. It'll boost your mindset. And then taking five minutes to breathe before and after bed is amazing. Okay. That's been helping me a lot. Um, it honestly brings me calm. It helps me with intention setting every morning for the day that I want to have. It helps bring awareness to myself, my thoughts and emotions, my body and its needs and, you know, everything. And then it helps me focus for the day. You know, I also recommend stretching right before or after those breathing exercises. And that was the next on the list, but it transitions perfectly because you could literally do stretching before or after those breathing exercises. That makes sure you're doing both of them every day and you're doing it right. You're exercising your mind and you're stretching out and helping your body feel good. And when you stretch, you're getting kinks and soreness and knots out of your body. You're allowing for blood flow and you're building awareness for the parts of your body that need TLC, right? And then, I mean, obviously, also filling your body with nutritious foods like water and veggies and protein. That is also important. That helps put your brain into a better mindset. Your body feels better. You have energy. You're not having sugar crashes. And nutrition makes your body work well, work better. Your brain work better. So naturally and inherently by having the proper nutritious foods, And letting your body run at its full potential is going to just make you feel better mentally and physically. That is how that works. (laughs) So I highly recommend it. And then the last thing is to find ways to be more optimistic. And again, this is something that I personally really need to work on. I, again, have had kind of struggles keeping optimistic recently. Well, yes and no. I've been finding it easier and finding myself doing it way more often the last two and a half months, well, almost three months since we moved here. But I still, even so, find myself in moments of frustration or a less positive mindset or worrying about things when I could be implementing more optimism. So these are ways that you can do it. And these are the ways that I've been doing, that I've been trying to get myself to be more optimistic and that I will be doing in the future as well. First of all, focus on solutions, not problems. I feel like a lot of humans just kind of focus on the problem of the situation. What's frustrating them? What stresses them out? What could possibly happen? Just Instead, sit down, as I spoke about earlier when I talked about, you know, troubles coming to us but finding optimism in them. Oh, that works perfectly. How funny. I didn't realize that I, that transitioned perfectly till just now. Um, But yeah, instead of focusing on how stressful the situation is or anything is, just sit down, separate from it, think about things from all sides, come at it with honesty and kindness, and Find a solution. Instead of focusing on the stress about it, find what is going to help it appease quicker. What's going to smooth things over? What would make you feel better? What would make others feel better? Focus on solutions, not problems. And it doesn't even have to be with a situation with other people or troubles. It could be, you know, anything. Anything that is a problem. Find a solution instead. 
And then you're shifting your mindset to something that is more forward moving and positive and will help things feel better quicker. And give yourself recognition. That's the next one. Give yourself recognition when you accomplish something, when you do something well or when you're happy or when you accomplish a new thing or task or anything with work or yourself or your personal goals or achievements. Give yourself recognition. Be proud of yourself. Actively say to yourself, I did a good job. I'm very proud of myself. I'm very grateful that I did that or I accomplished that. That is important. Be thankful when good happens. I talked about two seconds ago when the universe gives you a clear moment to pull left on a busy road. Be thankful. That's a good thing. That's awesome. You didn't have to sit there for 10 minutes trying to find a way to pull out of the the plaza and then try to skirt in front of someone on a busy road and make them mad and almost get rear-ended with the person coming left and like be grateful that you got to just pull out easily after a few moments right I always it's just I mentioned that because that's something that would happen to me every day when I got Big B because I had that exact type of turn out of the Big B plaza when I got my coffees and every single day the The world gave me a clear moment on that busy road to turn left out of the plaza and go home. And every single time that happened, I showed genuine, true gratitude and spoke out loud and said, thank you. And every day it happened for me. So be grateful when good happens. Retrain your your brain to physically out loud be grateful for things. Change your inner dialogue. And this kind of correlates with everything I just said. Change the way that you think about things. Things are not problems. You can find a solution to everything. Not everything lasts forever. Things are meant to smooth over because life is meant to be balanced and life is filled with good. You are working hard. You are healthy. You are beautiful. You know what I'm saying? Like change your inner dialogue and pay attention to what it is. Pay attention to whether or not you're inner thoughts are negative at yourself or negative at external things or if it's a positive thing that is something that I had to really do and I think have to do again because I sat there for months and months and months listening to my inner dialogue and going okay clearly I think about these things negatively or I don't have optimism here or I'm anxious here or, you know, the way I speak about others in my brain or in myself in my own brain or view external situations in my brain isn't positive. I'm going to try to focus on that, be aware of it every moment of every day and train myself through force of action of being positive and more optimistic to naturally react that way and think that way instead of the negative. And it takes, it took me a lot of training a lot of time, a lot of awareness and meditation, but it was genuinely worth it because I saw my thoughts feel better and more happy and the vibration of those raised from grump and stress to happiness and calmness. I saw people around me being happier because when your thoughts are more positive, your words are more positive, your emotions and actions and energies with other people are more positive. And I saw that with I saw it ripple from my own dialogue into everything in my life and it was very beneficial to retrain my brain to be more positive. And you're not always positive. As a human being, you're going to have negative thoughts. You're going to have 
anxious thoughts. You're going to be angry or sad at times, but retraining day-to-day normalities to be more positive is very important to being more optimistic and to having less anxiety about everything in life and your own self. And don't focus too hard on predicting the future. Go with the flow, man. You're going to breed inherent anxiety and lack of optimism if you're trying to plan what's going to happen in the future, whether it comes to money, health, work, relationships, and then it doesn't happen that way. That kills optimism in its tracks because it didn't happen the way you sat there anxiously planning it, and now you're grumpy. You know what I'm saying? Um... And then, I mean, this last one is just the next step to training your thoughts. Train how you talk physically about yourself out loud. When someone, just a small example, when someone compliments you and you say, yeah, you know, my hair looks like crap, or I really don't like how big my stomach looks today, but thanks so much for the compliment. You don't accept that compliment. Or... You know, I could have done better here. I don't have to give you examples. Just notice how you talk about yourself with out loud by yourself and to others because that matters. The way you're thinking about yourself internally is the way you probably talk about yourself externally. And starting with those thoughts and moving to the next step of your words, it's very important to changing your mindset into more optimistic ways of thinking and speaking. I think it's very important. It has helped me with anxiety, helped me cure depression, along with cannabis. That's a whole story. And I think this is amazing. Like, I think the last few days have been pretty anxious for everyone in my life, at least. I mean, me, Tyler, the neighbor, my best friend, his mom, our friend, multiple of our friends, my brother, like literally everybody has had anxious days the last few days and just been anxious and had weird situations happening so I think that all these tactics are very important I'd like for you guys to think on them if you already implement a lot of this stuff into your life you're probably doing great everyone's going through different cycles you know right now and at every moment so some people listening probably already do this and are like yeah I know these are awesome I already know that what you're saying is true and others are going through a hard time and not doing these things like oh I would really you know I think that might be beneficial I would like to do that or I don't think I can do that you know whatever your mindset is right now everybody's in a different place in life and I think that implementing more optimism more life into your home healthy nutritious food into your diet is all going to help with anxiety and depression and just achieving goals. Oh, and I have a segment in this one book. It's called The Magic. It's the gratitude book that I've mentioned to you guys before. And there's about three pages that before we talk about our affirmation and close out today's podcast, I wanted to read to you guys. Um, So this is The Magic by Rhonda Byrne. And it's, again, about three pages I'm going to read. So it's not as long as the last few entries I've read to you guys. And that's you know, probably better, but I could read all day to you guys. This is page six, so I'm not starting at the beginning as I usually do. Um, This section is, it's universal law. Gratitude operates through a universal law that governs your whole life. According to the law of attraction, which governs all the energy in our universe from the formation of an atom to the movement of the planets, like attracts like. It's because of the law of attraction that the cells of every living creature are held together. 
as well as the substance of every material object. In your life, the law operates on your thoughts and feelings because they are energy too, and so whatever you think, whatever you feel, you attract to you. If you think, I don't like my job, I haven't got enough money, I can't find my perfect partner, I can't pay my bills, I think I'm coming down with something, he or she doesn't appreciate me, I don't get along with my parents, my child is a problem, my life is a mess, or my marriage is in trouble, then you must attract more of those experiences. But if you think about what you're grateful for, like I love my job, my family is very supportive, I had the best vacation, my I feel amazing today, I got the biggest tax refund ever, or I had a great weekend camping with my son, and you sincerely feel the gratitude, the law of attraction says you must attract more of those things in your life. It works in the same way as metal being drawn to a magnet. Your gratitude is magnetic, and the more gratitude you have, the more abundance you magnetize. It's universal law. You will have heard things, you will have heard sayings like, whatever goes around comes around, you reap what you sow, and you get what you give. Well, all those sayings are describing the same law, and they're also describing a principle of the universe that the great scientist Sir Isaac Newton discovered. Newton's scientific discoveries include the fundamental laws of motion in the universe, one of which says, Every action has an opposite and equal reaction. When you apply the idea of gratitude to Newton's law, it says every action of giving thanks always causes an opposite reaction of receiving. And what you receive will always be equal to the amount of gratitude you've given. This means that the very action of gratitude sets off a reaction of receiving. And the more sincerely and the more deeply grateful you feel, in other words, the more gratitude you give, the more you'll receive. The Golden Thread of Gratitude Dating back thousands and thousands of years to the earliest recordings of humankind, the power of gratitude was preached and practiced and from there was passed on through the centuries, sweeping across the continents, permeating one civilization and culture to the next. The major religions of Christianity, Islam, Judaism, Buddhism, Sikhism, and Hinduism all have gratitude at their core. Muhammad said that the gratitude for, a, for the abundance you've received is the best insurance that the abundance will continue. Buddha said that you have no cause for anything but gratitude and joy. Lao Tzu said that if you rejoice in the way things are, the world will belong to you. Krishna said that whatever he is offered, he accepts with joy. King David spoke of giving thanks to the whole world for everything between the heavens and the earth. And Jesus said thank you before he performed each miracle. From the Australian Aborigines to the African Maasai and Zulu, from the American Navajo, Shawnee, and Cherokee to the Tahitians, Eskimo, and Marai, the practice of gratitude is at the very root of most indigenous traditions. A quote between 16, 1768 and 1813 by Shawnee Native American leader Tecumseh. When you arise in the morning, give thanks for the morning light, for your life and strength. It gives... Give thanks for food and joy of living. If you see no reason for giving thanks, the fault lies with yourself. That's beautiful. History is laden with famous figures who practice gratitude and whose achievements put them amongst the greatest human beings who have ever lived. Gandhi, Mother Teresa, Martin Luther King Jr., the Dalai Lama, Leonardo da Vinci, Plato, Shakespeare, Asap, Blake, Emerson, Dickens, Proust, Descartes, Lincoln, Young, Newton, Einstein, and many, many more. Albert Einstein's scientific discoveries changed the way we see the universe. 
and when we asked about his monumental achievements, he spoke only of giving thanks to others. One of the most brilliant minds of all time thanked other people over a hundred times a day for the work they had done. Is it any wonder that so many of life's mysteries were revealed to Albert Einstein? Is it any wonder that Albert Einstein made some of the greatest scientific discoveries in history? He practiced gratitude every single day of his life, and in return he received many forms of abundance. When Isaac Newton was asked how he had achieved the scientific discoveries he made, he said that he stood on the shoulders of giants. Isaac Newton, recently voted the greatest contributor to science and humankind, was also grateful for those men and women who lived before him. The scientists, philosophers, inventors, discoverers, and prophets who practiced gratitude reaped its results, and most were aware of its inherent power. Yet still, gratitude's power is unknown to most people today, because to experience the magic of gratitude in your life, you have to practice it. And I'm going to stop there, because the next section is decently long. If you guys want to read that book... Again, it's The Magic by Rhonda Byrne. It is an amazing book. It is kind of a mixture between a book and also a workbook where she has you doing exercises for 28 or 29 days to set in the habit of being gratuitous because she believes that psychologically it takes 28 days to set in a habit. So she has the workbook in this to get you through implementing that habit wholeheartedly and completely so that you naturally do it. And I love her words. I love what she says about gratitude. And we've talked about this so much in the podcast, meditating on being grateful for everything in your life. And I picked this book up in 20, what year was it? I think it was 2016 when I lived in Toledo with the boys, when I met Tyler, because this is his book. And I discovered it on his headboard when I started living with him <laughs> pretty quickly. Um, and I started reading it. This book changed my life and I only got like two days in and I implemented gratitude into my everyday life for months and months and months. I think like two, three years, I would say I was every single day gratuitous for everything after only reading the beginning and then doing two days of the exercises and even to this day, I mean, if you listen to my podcast and the things we focus on, the things I give to you guys and talk about and write about, and even in my day-to-day -day life, I am still practicing gratitude as much as I can remember to do so, way more than I ever did as a kid before I picked up this book. And just for that reason, I recommend the book to you and also obviously use that as a solidification of why I think it's so important and how I think it can help you. So training your brain to be more optimistic, doing things to put your body in a better state physically and mentally and emotionally and practicing gratitude. Honestly, dudes, it healed my anxiety so much. And the only time my anxiety started coming back was when I stopped doing those things regularly. Ironic, huh? So today, <laughs> not today, so we're going to go into our affirmation, and I'm going to go to bed because I work tomorrow, but the affirmation is perfect, okay? Our emotions are important, right? You are in charge of how you feel. So this affirmation is just 100% perfect, and I was so grateful when it popped up on my screen, and 
I'd like you guys to implement this. Repeat it with me the second time I say it, because as you know, I always say it twice. Write it down somewhere, put it on a sticky note somewhere, maybe on your mirror. My aunt and uncle used to write little love notes and poems to each other on their mirror with um, dry erase marker. So you can even put affirmations that way in your life. Um, but do something to implement this and tell yourself this 5, 10, 20 times today because it'll help you. I am in charge of how I feel and right now I choose peace. Something good will happen today. Everything is unfolding as it should. I am in charge of how I feel, and right now I choose peace. Something good will happen today, and everything is unfolding as it should. And I'm going to leave you guys with that. I'm going to go to bed and go to work. Tyler's usually sleeping by now, so hopefully he's up to hang out with me. And yeah, I love you guys. Hope you have a wonderful day, and I will see you in the next episode.